Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 10 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. First, the first commandment respects the loving, serving, and glorifying the only true God as your God, Exodus 20, 2 and 3. Examining yourself by this and so in the other commandments, think thus with yourself. Do I know and acknowledge the only true God to be such an one as he has revealed himself in his word and works, namely, one only infinite, immaterial, immutable, incomprehensible spirit and everlasting Lord God, having being and all sufficiency in and from himself, one who is absolutely full of all perfections and incapable of the least defect, being wisdom, goodness, omnipotence, love, truth, mercy, justice, holiness, and whatsoever is originally and of itself excellent, the only potentate, King of kings, Lord of lords, of whom, through whom, and to whom are all things, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, God blessed forever. Amen. Do I believe his word in all things related, commanded, promised, and threatened therein, and that his holy and wise providence is in all things? Have I him and his word in continual remembrance? Do I esteem and exalt God in my heart above all, so that it humbly adores him at the very mention and thought of him, judging myself to be nothing in mine own eyes, Yea, esteeming all creatures to be nothing in comparison of him? Have I given religious worship to him only? Have I believed in him and in him only? Have I sworn by him as there has been cause and by him alone? Have I prayed unto him and him alone and sought to obtain help of him only by such means as he has appointed giving the glory and thanks of my being and well-being and of all other things which are good unto him? Is my conscience so convinced of the truth and authority of God that it holds itself absolutely bound to obey him in all things so that it does incite to that which is good, restrain from that which is evil, Encourage me in well-doing and check me when I do ill? Is my will resolved upon absolute and unfeigned obedience to do whatsoever God commands, to forbear whatsoever he forbids, to subscribe to whatsoever he does as well done? And have I borne patiently all that, which either by himself or by any of his creatures he has inflicted 
upon me? Have mine affections been so for God that I have loved him with all my heart, loving nothing more than him, nothing equal to him? Do I hate everything that is contrary to him? Hath my confidence been only in him and my expectation of good from him? Have my desires been to him and from him? Longing above all things to have communion with him? Has it been my greatest fear to offend him or to be separated from him? Has it been my greatest grief and shame that I have sinned against him? Have I rejoiced in God as my chief good? Has my anger risen against whatsoever I saw contrary to his glory? Have I been zealous for God? And have I made him the utmost end of all mine actions? Hath my whole outward man as tongue, senses, and all other active powers of my body been employed in the service of the true God? and yielded obedience to his will. Or, contrariwise, am I not guilty of denying of God in word, in works, or at least in heart? Questioning the truth of his being and of his word, denying his providence, power, or some other of his divine attributes, have I not been ignorant of God and of his will and erroneous and misbelieving, if not heretical, in my conceptions concerning God the Father, Son, or Holy Ghost? Have I not been over-curious in prying into the nature and secret counsels of God beyond the rule of the revealed will of God? Have I not put myself or any other creature in the place of God through pride, preferring and resting upon my own way and will before God's, or by making myself my utmost end, professing God and his religion only to serve my own designs, or by seeking to the creature as to angel, saint, devil, or witch, Instead of the creator, have I not been forgetful of God and of his will? Is not my conscience impure, blind, deluded, or seared, and my will perverse, obstinate, impatient, and murmuring against God and full of dissimulation? Have I not set my affections upon the world rather than upon God? loving that which is evil, hating that which is good, yea, God himself, if not directly, yet in his holiness, shining in his ordinances and in his children, or as he is a severe inflictor of punishment, fearing man more than God, trusting in the creature, making something besides God my chief joy. Have I not presumed when I had cause to despair and despaired 
After that, I had cause to hope. Have I not tempted God in many ways? And have I not in the matters of God been either cold, lukewarm, or blindly or presumptuously zealous? Has there not been a proneness in my whole outward man to rebel against God? Second, the second commandment concerns all such worship of God, which he only has appointed, whereby he communicates himself to man and Man again makes profession of him, forbidding under one kind all such as are not by him ordained. Exodus 20, 4 through 6. Think thus. Have I worshipped God in spirit and truth, in all the kinds and parts of his worship, public and private, ordinary or extraordinary, as by hearing, reading, and meditating of his word, by praying, praising, and giving thanks to him, by a right use of his sacraments, baptism, and the Lord's Supper, and by religious fasting, religious feasting, and making of vows, according as I have had special occasion. And have I done what has been in my power for the maintaining and promoting of God's true worship. And have I, according to my place, executed a right or submitted unto the government and discipline of the church of God? Or, besides the omission of the former duties, am I not guilty, some way or other, of idol worship, conceiving of God in my mind or representing him to my sense in the likeness of any creature? Have I not added to or detracted from any part of God's worship? Have I not run into the appearances and occasions of idolatry as by presence at idol service? by marriage and needless familiarity with idolatrous persons, at least, is not my heart guilty of not hating, but rather lingering after idolatrous worship? Have I not been guilty of superstition or will worship, etc.? Third, the third commandment concerns the glory of God's holy name shining forth in his titles, attributes, religion, word, ordinances, people, or anything that has in it any signatures of his holiness or excellency, forbidding the taking of it in vain, and that in all words or actions, religious or common, Exodus 27. Have I glorified God by answering my holy profession with an holy and unblameable conversation, by performing all holy duties with due preparation, knowledge, and devotion, also by thinking and speaking of the names and holy things of God with holy reverence, 
and in particular, by fearing an oath? Or have I not caused the name, religion, and people of God to be ill thought of and dishonored by my evil course of living? Or, at least, by committing some gross sin? Am I not guilty of rash, unprepared, heedless, forgetful, and fruitless reading, hearing, receiving the sacraments, or performances of any other part of the worship of God? Have I not thought or spoken blasphemously or contemptuously of God, or any of the things of God have I not used the name of God needlessly, rashly, wickedly, or falsely in swearing, or lightly in my salutations, admirations, or otherwise in my ordinary discourse? Have I not abused the name of God, his scriptures, his ordinances and creatures, using them for other purposes than he allows, as for sports, charms, or any sorcery, luxury, or the like? Have I not passed by the great works of God's power, mercy, and judgments, especially of his redeeming love in Christ Jesus, without due observation and acknowledgement of God therein? This concludes episode 10 of Henry Scudder's The Christian's Daily Walk. <laughs>